Hello everybody. I am so glad you're here. I'm Ray Hughes and welcome to the Listening Porch. I'm a, a bit thrilled to get to be the voice that speaks to you on this special day, and I want to just start it off by saying Happy New Year, everybody. And I, I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. I hope you got to rejoice with friends and family, and I hope you got to eat a lot and got special moments with the people that you love the most. What a glorious time of the year this is. And uh, for some, it's a it's a, a seasonal opportunity for celebrating uh, new beginnings. You know, the end of a end of one year, heading toward another one here. So it should be a a season of rejoicing, but today in particular, rejoicing should mean mean even more than it usually does, uh, because we, I rejoice that we've made it through the last year, honestly. But rejoicing is, you know how I love to play with words, rejoicing, let's look at it like this, an opportunity to rejoy. Also, New Year is a time for reflection, and this time of year we not only reflect back over what has taken place over the last year and and the trials, the defeats and the victories. We, you know, when you reflect, you sort of look back to the things that you feel most. And that, and that's one of the, to me, one of the beautiful parts of these holidays is you get to remember and reflect on those things that happened in your childhood Christmas and all down through the years. And, and of course, now, you know, that our kids are grown and got kids of their own, we, when we all get together, we get to remember those wonderful times. And uh, even though some of them were so and such trying and hard times that we, that we all have in our lives, also we get to re- remember that we made it and get to rejoice with that as we re- reflect back. I always think of things like the year I came home and surprised uh, the kids with, uh, we all went to the barn and we made a barbed wire Christmas tree and hung ornaments all over it, old rusty barbed wire. And it turned out to just be a work of art. <laughs> and we had so much fun doing it. But, you know, uh, but this happy New Year thing that now we step into, uh, a rejoicing New Year. Uh, and I pray that's that, that it'll be that in your life and in your you know, family and and for those that you love. When we say Happy New Year, it really is also a time to refresh all of the post-it notes uh, from last year's list of resolutions that never were fulfilled. These New Year's resolutions can be tricky. And so when I was thinking about sharing with you today, I was thinking about rejoicing, reflection, and resolutions. And and those post-it notes that I put on, I, I sort of quit doing it a few years ago, but now, from time to time, I think, okay, you know what? Uh, it's it's time for me to uh, resolve that some of the things that were in these past days will not be in the in the new day. And on some level, I think we wind up sort of ruining the beauty of the new day by burdening it with so many New Year's resolutions. So we. I wound up with these post-it notes on the refrigerator that says, I'm going to do it different. And these are the things that I've resolved to do. 
and those post-it notes, pretty soon I no longer see them. I just walk by them and at times note or notice them. It's more like being aware of them with a glance. But to see something, to really see, is to understand that there's a certain amount of responsibility. And that responsibility is the ability to respond and be true to those resolutions, give effort and energy to it. And I think we all have a habit of sometimes we look at things and sometimes we only notice things. And the tricky thing about any kind of resolutions, whether it be, you know, of giving up candy or giving up sweets or, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat. This year, I'm eating fish instead of meat. Or I'm going to go to church more. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to pray every day. Well, all of those ideas are good and they can be noble. But what happens, I think, that uh, sort of derails the process is that we make them measurable. You can count them now. And another thing is, is people can see you doing them or not doing them. But at very least, there's kind of a personal satisfaction or a, a sense of achievement that comes with them. Maybe a comfort that you know, that, that comes from knowing that, well, we're really doing something to make ourselves better. I'm resolving that this year I'm going to make myself better. In, in a way, in some ways, that we, it, it puts striving in it. And it puts uh, competition almost. I'm competing with myself. This year I'm going to be a, more, a holier person. You know, athletes do the same thing. They, they count push-ups and, and sets of aerobic exercises or whatever and the, or the number of miles they ride on their bicycle. You know what they're doing? They're keeping score with themselves. That puts the challenge in, and that can be a healthy competition that we have with ourselves sometimes. I think there's a certain amount of health to that, but sometimes it sure can burden the process of life, can it not? Anytime we start start keeping score, that means somebody's going to win. It also means somebody's going to lose. So to put that kind of pressure and striving over something that should be the joys of life and the rhythm of life. Oh, I understand the power and the necessity for personal disciplines. But when it becomes things like guarding our, I'm going to guard my appetite this year. Or guard, I'm going to do a better uh, job at guarding my conversations or, or staying mindful. And that's good. I, I get it. But those things are not all that the spiritual life is really about. Yes, they can be a small part of it. And it's easy to count duties done and feel some sense of, of accomplishment. But the core values of our spiritual life are, they're more about attitude and gratitude. And all of those virtues that we want to just be natural rhythms of our life that underline and the, the way we uh, go about life. And, uh, the, you know, 
It's not so much about scalable, measurable daily devotions and church going. I'm going to read so many verses a day. I'm going to pray for an hour a day. I'm going to make sure I do this, you know. Oh, sometimes that can really be exhausting. New Year's resolutions are are also, I think they're an attempt at improving in some area of our life, then approving ourselves in meaningful ways. But self-approval, man, that can be a trap. Why don't we just let our lives be better? And I don't think that all those measurable things are bad. I'm just saying I think there's something that's better. Your heart is the most important aspect of your life. It's not your experience, your talent, your gifting, your knowledge, or your skills, or your charisma. It's your heart that matters most. And I just pray that you'll have a rejoicing heart this year and not get trapped in the rigors of surviving and trapped in the process of constantly resisting everything that's trying to steal from you to the point that that's where you give your energy. All of your energy given to resistance of the negativity. I resolve to do this or that. No, I I think... um, If it's your heart that matters, I think we need to follow King Solomon's approach. Proverbs 4.23, he just said, Above all else, guard your heart, for there is the wellspring of life. If I guard my heart, I wonder if my appetites for the things of this world would be put in a very different place. If I'm guarding my heart, I wouldn't have to guard the conversations so much, maybe. Or all the conflict that's in this world and the debate and all the pressure that everybody puts on one another conversationally. What if we just go ahead and rejoice, reflect, and resolve to guard our hearts? You know, there's a... You know, we've been doing this wonderful study and on the, the Celtic way and doing all the this Celtic uh, Christian course that we're working on this year. And there's one, one particular, one of the old desert fathers, and one of the old monks. There was some, a number of men, they came to him and they said to him, well, now tell us, you know, uh, Father... Abba, tell us when we when we see brothers dozing during sacred office, should we pinch them so they will stay awake? And the old man said to them, Actually, if I saw a brother sleeping, I would put his head on my knees and let him rest. Well, I I sort of think the moral to the little story that I just told you is uh is reflected in the fact that these fellows came to report the young man because he was not fulfilling his responsibility. Therefore, they were going to take the responsibility to resolve the issue. And their resolution was obvious. 
Something needed to be corrected. Something needed to be done. But the old man's approach was a bit different. He didn't just notice. He saw. What he saw was, is the young man needed rest. And to me, that tells us that not only should we give the energy to the correcting our own hearts, but also protecting the hearts of others in every opportunity that we have. And that's what the old man did. You know, growing up in Kentucky, New Year's Eve was a special moment, just like it was for everybody else. But the specialness for us was it'd be a, you know, a cold, snowy night. And, and uh, the celebration for us would typically be, or sometimes be, uh, you know, throw a pack of firecrackers out on the front porch. And, and that was our celebration. You know, there would have been, when, when everybody was home for the holidays, there's 13 of us in a two-room house. And in the front room of that old house, there was a an old pot-bellied stove, wood stove sitting there keeping us all warm. And we knew at some point Granny was going to turn on the radio and we were going to listen to them sing Old Lang Syne. And uh, really those words really just mean and speak to times gone by. But the way my granny created celebration around it was she would simply walk over to the door and turn the button and open that door and uh, it would turn a cold wind in. And um, when that air would rush into the house, she would say, old year out, new year in. And uh, well, she had certainly changed the atmosphere she had certainly alerted and alarmed all of us that the old year was gone and the new year was here. And for you, I just speak peace and not so much striving over resolutions, but may this be a year of peace and rejoicing and reflecting on the good things that God has done and resolving to trust Him with our future as we step into a new day. Well, hey, God bless you guys. Gotta go. Thanks for coming to the Listening Porch. Now you may have to leave, but you don't have to stay gone. You can become a patron of the show at patreon.com forward slash Ray Hughes. There you'll find video versions of this podcast. I also have numerous online courses at selaministries.com. And don't forget to take a look at the beautiful handmade ink pens at redriverturning.com. See you next time on The Listening Porch.